Hi. Welcome to Wizard on Wizard, Sound Only Edition, the only podcast that tells you what it's like to be a wizard. Today we got a real humdinger of an episode, chock full of all kinds of things. We have a brand new sponsor, 18s. You'll be hearing from them soon. BF Smith stops by, sings an old timey song again, and also refuses to be interviewed again. Speaking of interviews, today, T. Valpone from the Saturday Evening Ghost stopped by. Uh, he writes The Ruiner, which is a story about a pretty angry government assassin with superpowers. Um, he writes Jimmy Jam and Sally Slam, which are children's stories you should never, never read to children. Please don't read them to children. Um, you might not want to read them yourself either, unless it's daytime. And he also writes um, something else. <coughs> um, excuse me. I like to make coffin noises sometimes. Everybody does it. I don't feel like I need to be judged. Oh, he writes The Adventures of T.J. Washington, Discreet Detective. That's about this guy T.J. Washington and his friend Sam. And they're detectives and bar owners. And um, they have a lot of problems with monsters. Mostly mummies. But the new, um, I hear there's other monsters coming, like vampires and werewolves. So, if you like that kind of thing, maybe you could read his stories. I don't know. He's here. We're going to talk to him. I mean, I'm going to talk to him. I shouldn't say we anymore. Also, all this is brought to you by the Saturday Evening Ghost, where you can find out about all T. Valpone stories. Um, you go home now is there. Oh man, speaking of Hugo, if you remember when he was interviewed last time, he demanded his own podcast, so we kind of had to give him part of this podcast, so that's happening. It's the um, Reverend Dr. Hugo Holmes now, Sonic Blast of Wisdom, that'll be coming at you. You might want to get one of those, like a trash bag or a raincoat for that. So, what else is there? I'm going to read you a little article I wrote about um, what I think enlightenment is. So let's just dive right into this one. There's no use acclimating. One of my least favorite things about being a wizard is how people take wizarding words and misuse them to sell, well, usually they just sell crappy books on Amazon. Um, sometimes I like to write little articles about what those misused words mean to me based on my actual research into them instead of using them as keywords so I wrote this little thing about uh, the concept of becoming enlightened and enlightenment it's posted on SEG this week if you want to read along with it so here we go the easiest way to explain enlightenment is as a mental state devoid of preconceived notions and psychological projections this means that things are exactly what they are without regard to your relationship towards them. You just look at things and see them. You don't think about what they're called or anything. Simple. The onset of enlightenment is often equated with a aha or eureka moment. In fact, the second Buddha ever is said to have reached enlightenment after watching the first Buddha hold up a flower. The first Buddha was supposed to be giving a speech to a group of people. But instead of preaching and talking, Buddha just held up a flower, a move which went over most people's heads. 
Only one person in the entire crowd got it. He understood the unspoken message of Buddha, and he was instantly enlightened, according to most accounts. Buddha too, Electric Boodaloo, just understood when he saw the flower that words are kind of silly, and the way to Buddhahood is just to see the flower without bothering it. He also understood that the flower is a metaphor for reality. You see, ideally, one should just look at everything the same way that the Buddha suggests we look at the flower. That is to say, we should look at and experience life without trying to bother it by telling it what we call it. Just like we mentioned in the first paragraph. It's not that easy though. If it was, this blog and billions of books wouldn't need to exist. Trying to explain it is not that important either. Enlightenment, like spirit contact and psychic powers, is something that just happens and you accept it and you just file it away. That's how Zen looks at it. It's just another byproduct of meditation. There's no real way to accurately describe the enlightened state with words because the whole point of it is to negate the effects of language and just to simply be. You can't teach someone how to become enlightened. It's just as pointless as trying to explain it. And that's why Zen doesn't try to explain or teach some lame method for attaining it. They don't have Kindle books and DVD sets. They just have riddles. What Zen does do is try and short-circuit a person's thinking patterns so that they might experience the enlightened state for themselves. Once experienced, the focus shifts to maintaining the state of awareness permanently. Sustaining this perspective is the meat and potatoes of Zen philosophy. Where other traditions focus on the bells and whistles of unfolding consciousness, Zen is just happy to be. So thanks for listening to that. I hope maybe you learned something. Speaking of bells and whistles, we got this new Yugo segment coming up next. So, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Get ready for... Buckle in your seats, kids. Strap on those helmets, because your soul is about to be violated and improved. Welcome to RDHH Sonic Blast of Wisdom Superior Podcast. Hi. This is T-Ball Pone. You might know me from such stories as The Ruiner or Jimmy Jam and Sally Slam. I don't know how I got stuck doing this, but I'm going to be reading to you from What is Wrong With You, an introduction to What is Wrong With You by the Reverend Dr. You Go Home Now. He um, decided that he wanted a podcast and... Um, we decided his voice was too irritating. So, um, well, here we are. Okay, let's get this over with. What is Wrong With You? An introduction to What is Wrong With You by the Reverend Dr. Hugo Holmes now, as read by T. Valpone. Let's see, there's a copyright notice. and um, Alright, here we go. Dedication. This tome and the wisdom contained within it are dedicated to you. Oh, jeez. It's going to be like this. Okay. Table of contents. I'm going to skip that. Introduction. You should be congratulated for purchasing this book. However, that would be inappropriate since you wouldn't have purchased this book if you knew what was wrong with you. 
you can and will agree that you shouldn't be congratulated for having something or more realistically many things wrong with you and not knowing what they are there are many options for the things that are wrong with you maybe you eat too much food maybe you steal things that aren't yours or you might be one of those people who pretend other people's babies are theirs um, <clears throat> perhaps you have parental issues you most assuredly have parental issues no doubt there is a sense of worthlessness within you ruining all attempts at obtaining joy there is also a history of incorrect relationship type behavior isn't there so many things can go wrong it's amazing you got to the point in your life where you can see you need help seeing just exactly what is wrong with that this is surely something you should be congratulated for the next part is called why you purchased this book you may have purchased this book because you know there is something wrong with you but you can't quite put your finger on it that is okay you are on the right track you have discovered that there is something wrong with you and you should be congratulated for noticing he already said that that the you should be congratulated for noticing that the things that are wrong with you are interfering with what little is going right for you but you can't be congratulated for not having things wrong with you and then in parentheses it says see above knowing there is something not right with how you are living your life is the first step towards finding out what is wrong with you once you know what is wrong with you the solution is easy you simply purchase DVDs and workbook after workbook which will contain the wisdom you need to rise above yourself and become someone who has fewer things wrong with them I am willing to provide you these DVDs and books and much much more soon I will but not now soon though before you know it but after you'd like it that's when but the journey does not end there it cannot it must continue once you have fewer things wrong with you you can then proceed to more advanced courses and DVD lecture serieses. Serieses? Are you seriously saying serieses? Many courses and DVD lectures which will enable you to see an entirely, entirely new world of things that are wrong with you. This process of fixing things that are wrong with you only to find new and exciting things that are wrong with you is called refinement. And it is an important process that takes many DVDs life coaching sessions, and other instructions before it is finished and you are ready to be yourself. Personal evolution is not easy, nor is it for everyone, but it is most assuredly for you. You are exceptionally special and worthy. Oh man. Then it has a picture of Hugo in his shaman mask, and underneath it it says, look at me, don't stop. And then the book goes on. I, the Reverend Dr. Hugo Holmes now, will show you all of these things that are or can be wrong with you. Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. I am a professional life coach. Oh, shaman, monk, nobody's all three. An inventor of the fantastic superior coaching system for self-maximization and goal attainment, sometimes referred to as FSCSSMGA, but not often. The magical shamans of the jungle have taught me things about how to fix people who have things wrong with them. Yeah, I bet they. People like you, C, 
secret things that you cannot hear about right now. Why can't you hear about them? Because you are not ready. You are just ready enough to know that I know these things. And then, after we get to know each other better, I will show you them. And you will be frightened at first, then respectful of them, and finally resentful when you learn to see through them. You are ready enough to know this process is going to happen, but not ready enough for it to start. That's how ready you are. How ready is... How ready is that, really? Going on... <clears throat> what the shamans of the jungle couldn't tell me, I learned from the mystic monks of the mountains, who I also have lived with and learned from. Right. Okay. I have spent many years absorbing their wisdom and gorging myself on their courses. They taught me how to repair the mystical parts of the soul in such a manner that it appears as though I have done nothing. Huh. You should try not to fix the things that are wrong with you. Not alone. That is both unwise, foolhardy, and bad for my business. Thankfully, you don't have to do it alone. You can do it with somebody else. I don't think you've ever done it with somebody else. Lousy life coach, I oughta. You can do it with me. The Reverend Doctor, you go homes now. Let's do it together. Let's find out what's wrong with you and fix it before it's too late. Alright, so I'm going to stop here because I'm getting sick. Uh, that's the introduction. And I guess thanks for listening to the RDHH Sonic Blast of Wisdom podcast experience. Um... I'm going to try to get out of this, I'm not going to lie to you, but chances are um, I'm going to be reading you chapter one next month, so thanks again, I guess. So I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but this podcast is getting super popular, popular enough to attract the interest from a bunch of other sponsors. They don't do the fancy commercials though. They just want me to read their ads for you. So um, here we go. Let's pay some bills. Are you tired of your witch's coven always being short one or two, three? Let's start this over again. Are you tired of your witch's coven always being short one, two, three or more people? It kind of makes it hard to summon demons and worship the moon when you don't have exactly 13 people in your circle. Up until now, there wasn't much you could do about it. But thanks to Witch Recruiter, all you have to do is tell them how many witches or warlocks you need and where you live, and they'll just send them right over. Overnight. Satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't like the witches and warlocks you get, you just pack them back up and send them back. It's all for an affordable price. Um, they want you to know that it's affordable. That was under the things to mention three times, how affordable they are. This is a really good company. Um, I'm not a witch, really, so, but sometimes I do need to order up some people for rituals, and I just got tired of going to the park and asking homeless people to come over for a while. So, which recruiter really helped me out there so again if you need some witches or warlocks delivered to your door you can't go wrong if you try witch recruiter
All right, what's next here? We got to put these in order more. All right, here we go. Dollar Rave Club. Are you tired of paying too much money to get into rave parties every night just so you could take ecstasy and dance around like an idiot and put one of them glow sticks up in the air there? Why don't you shove it in your ass? If you're tired of all that, then just subscribe to Dollar Rave Club. Every month, a tiny rave club comes in your mail, complete with the shrinking pill. And you just shrink down, and since you already paid your dollar, you go right on in there and start dancing like an idiot. I don't use this product. <clears throat> Alright, we got uh, two more here. Let's see. Sigils.com I have so many problems when I try to do magical rituals that my least favorite is looking around for the right sigil. I used to have to go to the library and take all these notebooks and pencils and everything with me. And sometimes I had to pack a snack, like a sandwich or something, and like... You know, then you get thirsty, so you just go out of the house with like 50 pounds of crap on your back, and all you need is one little sigil. So, once I found out about sigils.com, I went nuts. They have all the sigils ever, just online. And for $19.95 a month, you can just download and print out any of the sigils that you need. They have the sigils from the fifth and sixth books of Moses, um, all the lesser keys of Solomon, of course, um, some crazy chaos magic shit. Look, whatever you're trying to do, whatever, you're trying to get a new job, you're trying to get someone to touch it, you're trying to, I don't know, just make enough money to eat and pay your bills, sigils.com is going to sigil, sigil your face off. Subscribe now and get three months free plus a digital scale. I don't know why. You just get that. All right, uh, last one is uh, Blue Mortar. Another fantastic service for you magical people out there. Do you ever find yourself in the herb store and you just need like a pinch of uh, belladonna but you gotta buy eight pounds? Everybody's been there. Not anymore though. You sign up for Blue Mortar, you tell them what kind of ritual you're doing, and they mail you all the candles, the sacrificial animals, um, the herbs, the minerals, whatever you need. It comes in a box have a recipe card that tells you, walks you through the ritual. Even non-wizards can do this. It's so easy. Like, I got my parents a subscription to Blue Mortar. My mom was invisible an hour later. My dad couldn't find her for like a week until he ordered the See Invisible People kit from Blue Mortar, and he just did it. So, that's our sponsors. Check them out, and tell them we had sent you. All right. Now back to the podcast. I think B.S. Smith's going to be coming up now. Yep, there he is. Okay, hope you enjoy this old-timey song. Ah! I don't know why Ain't no sun up in the sky Don't hey, wait Life is bad 
stops by for his visits. I think he's got a couple more songs left at least. I hope he sticks around this time stream for a while. He's a pretty cool cat. His column was up this week too at the SEG. He's teaching the fundamentals of booze wizardry. I've been following along. It's pretty exciting. So now that B.S. Smith's here and gone and sang us a song, I'm going to sit down with um, T. Valpone and see if we can say anything together. It's time for the interview already. Boy, time really does fly. So today, I'm going to sit down with T. Vapun. He writes for the SEG. I already told you about what he does. And he's going to tell us some more about it. So, let's just start talking. Hi. Hey, how are you? Thanks for being here. No problem. Man. Thanks Thanks for having me around. So, how did you get the gig at the SEG? Were you always a writer? Well, I, I haven't always been a writer. I've, I've been a bunch of things. Um, my first job was at a comic book store. Um, then after that, I worked at a, a, a bookstore or a non-comic book store. But they also sold comics. So, um... Then I worked as an onion fryer at the Renaissance Fair. Uh, I was a house inspector for insurance companies, a music teacher, um, a singer, bass player, and guitar player in a bunch of bands. Um, I've read tarot cards at a bunch of different places. Um, I've smuggled pornography. Um, I spent some time as a, uh, a shemale dominatrix. Um, I worked in a a cult supply shop as a janitor slash cashier. Um, spent two weeks as a drug dealer. Um, I worked at Rickety Ladder Game that kids fall off of all the time at the Ren Fair. Um, I was an exotic bird handler, a professional car driver. Um, briefly owned my own speakeasy uh, slash laundry slash recycling operation. Um, I was a tobacco smuggler, cartoon bootlegger, busboy, secretary at a graveyard. Um, I did some unlicensed private investigating. Um, I was a cashier at a record store. Um, I was a a spy, um, a process server. Um, 
I worked in a camera shop and developed pictures. Uh, this was like in the late 90s before digital cameras ruined that. Uh, I've been a legal assistant, an audio transcriptionist, a uh, used paint salesman, a babysitter, uh, a house on Haunter, a people on Haunter, a fast food cook, uh, a cat sitter, and a ghost writer. Um, none of those things really worked out for me. And um, I was just getting drunk in New Jersey and I bumped into Gary and we got to talking and he, he gave me Uncle Mort's business card. And uh, I gave him a call the next day, and now I'm working here. Wow. I worked at the Ren Fair, too. The same one as Merwin. Do you know Merwin? Uh, no, I, I didn't know many of the cats at the New York Fair. Uh, didn't really have time. And Texas, I got to know a lot of cats. Oh. Well, as long as you got to know cats, I guess that's okay. When I was working at the Ren Fair, we were all sitting around, I had just gotten home from work, so you know how everybody's drunk real fast? After work, at the Ren Fair? Yeah, I have an idea about that. And, yeah. So, I was, you know, I haven't been drinking yet because I just got home from work and we're sitting at the table and everybody else is drunk and this group of kids come up and one of the kids is holding his hand over his mouth and his eyes are real big and he has uh, someone talking for him and she explains that a bee flew in his mouth, like a bee, flew into his mouth and stung him, and he's allergic to bees, and somebody has to drive him to the hospital because he couldn't drive himself, and nobody else had a car, and he didn't even have a car. So the nearest hospital is like an hour away, so I drive him all the way up there in a hurricane, because there was a hurricane that day, and then when we got there, they wanted me to wait for like three hours, and I told them no. And then they wouldn't give me any gas money. And then I drive all the way back to the camp, and three days later I find out that the kid wasn't even really allergic to bees. Did you ever see anything like that when you were at the Renaissance Fair? But yeah, that was like every day. People were swallowing all kinds of things at the Renaissance Fair. That's one of the reasons I left. So, now you're a writer? Who knows, right? I mean, I did spend 18 months writing these 10,000 word long booklets for some guy running a Kindle Direct scam. I, after everything I've done, I'm not sure what I am anymore. Yeah, I hear you. That's a dizzying amount of jobs to have. What did you write books about? Can people go buy them? Well, I mean, yeah, they can buy them, but I don't know if they should. I wrote a lot of books about bees, ironically enough. Wow, did you write about how they fly into people's mouths and ruin your day? Um, yeah, a lot more than, than you think you'd have to. I mean, that you can't research bees for 10 minutes without finding a whole bunch of horror stories about them flying into people's mouths. Um, I also wrote a lot about perennial vegetables. Uh, water purification, tiny houses. Whoa! Tiny houses for like elves? No, for uh, weirdos and hipsters. What else did I write about? Beer, uh, legalizing marijuana, all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah, I, 
they were under so many pen names, I don't even know how to find them anymore. Did you really get paid in gum? For all the stuff you wrote? Well, only Uncle Mort pays me in gum. Is that something that you asked for? Because uh, I get paid in stale potato chips, and then gum would seem pretty good. Yeah, uh, look, I can't talk for Uncle Mort. It's just maybe because Sam, he pays me in gum. I get an extra stick for doing the Yugo crap. Oh, man, I'm not looking forward to that. That guy's kind of a jerk, isn't he? Yeah, you know it. So, do you like anything else aside from gum? I like um, cigarettes and coffee. Um, beer is good. Uh, I also like, I've been getting into this thing where I eat three meals a day and sleep in a bed. That's pretty much working great for me. Um, throwing into the, you know, the occasional Archie Comics Double Digest. Oh man, those are the best. That Jughead, I know, right? He doesn't care about anything. Yeah, whew. I should be more like him. We could all be more like Jughead. So, do you want to talk about what you write for the Saturday Evening Ghost? Sure. Um, well, I wrote the Jimmy Jam stories, um, The Ruiner, and The Adventures of T.J. Washington. Plus, there's always some other stuff here and there that needs writing. Yeah, Jimmy Jam is kind of... Where are you planning on taking that? You know, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, that story has got away from me. It's kind of taken on a life of its own. I just sit in the dark and I listen to the whispers and I write them down. I'm a little disturbed by it myself, but deadlines are deadlines. Yeah, I hear you. This podcast was due three hours ago and I'm just working on it now. Deadlines, you know what I mean? Are you working on anything new? Serial fiction-wise? Because there's a whole bunch of stories up there. There could always be more, you know? Yeah, we've been thinking about that. Um, we've been tossing around some ideas, but there's nothing solid yet. I mean, we already have uh, Virgil St. Frankenstein stuff. He's, he's covering the Space Bounty Hunters, and he's also writing a detective story. And he has a whole superheroes team. And there's whatever Jimmy Jam is. Um, oh, and Ray, the alchemist, and the angels, and all that, with the fish people. Um, there's nothing really left to write about that we can think of. Well, what about cowboys? Nah, cowboys are pretty shitty story fodder. Um, how about jungle people? You mean like Tarzan? I'm not rewriting Tarzan. They got that shit perfect the first time. Yeah, I hear you. He named a monkey after a different animal. How do you top that? You can't, and you don't even try. I mean, I do have this idea for another action series, but all I have is the character's name. Do you, um, do you want to share that with us? Sure. Um, so far he's called, uh, Jack J. Jack Jackson, Ultimate Man of Action. Um, wow, that's a pretty action-y name. What does he do? Well, aside from action-based activities, I don't really have any ideas yet. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Let me light another cigarette to take care of that. Yeah, uh, so ideas are pretty weird. I mean, I understand the concept of them and what they are and everything. It's just, why are they so hard to find? 
Yeah, right? I mean, it's like you can't look for them. You just have to sit down and let them happen. That's what I mean. It's a mystery. Yeah, it sure is. So, we were talking about how he didn't like Hugo earlier. Yeah, I know. That guy's a real jerkass. He horned in on the podcast last month. And then, I heard you got stuck reading his book for the new segment, The RDHH Audio Blast of Wisdom, as read or presented by one of my underlings. Yeah, I, I don't really want to talk about that. I mean, you know, you know Hugo. You see him five times a week. Well, I mean, he's only there on Mondays and Wednesdays, and then he just drinks all the coffee and yells at Stella and leaves. That reminds me. I just had an idea. Uh, we could play a fun game. I'll save one of your former jobs, and then you say one sentence about it. That sounds fine. Can I get another beer first, though? This one's all empty. Sure. I'll have one, too. You ready? For the, the beer of the game. First one, then the other. Ready. Okay. Comic book store. Well, I got paid in store credit. And then I would sell the comic books back to the store for cash. And buy more comic books. Huh. So, non-comic bookstore that also sells comics. It's just called a bookstore, really. Onion fryer? Rewarding work. Really enhances your personal aroma. House inspector. Someone with a clipboard and a collar shirt can go anywhere they want. Music teacher. Babysitter. Highly rewarding and emotionally fulfilling babysitting. Music player. Did it for 10 years. Made about $200 total. Wow. That's like $20 a year. Sure is. Tarot card reader. I was a uh, $3 per minute pregnancy test. Porno smuggler. I'm not sure why it had to be smuggled. I mean, pornography is legal. Shemale dominatrix. Great money, lots of shaving. Occult supply store janitor slash cashier. How could you not like cleaning up after witches and wizards for $50 a day under the table? Drug dealer. Not my cup of tea. Renfair ride operator. Working at Rickety Ladder and watching all those kids fall down was legal, but it didn't feel that way. Car driver. Well, lawyers drink a lot. Speakeasy operator. People who live in the woods, they'll buy warm beer and pay extra for cold beers. Tobacco smuggler. Slightly less profitable than cartoon bootlegger. Cartoon bootlegger. Two G's a week. No lie. No shit. No shit. Busboy. Free leftovers. Bird handler. It was cuckoo. Secretary at a graveyard. My boss drank a lot. We were out of there and on top of a bar stool by 11 a.m. every day. Unlicensed private investigator. That was a great gig till your client turns out to be the bad guy and then you find out you bribed the parole officer for nothing. 
Record store cashier? Everybody you work with is in a band, or dates someone in a band. Spy. That doesn't pay as well as you'd think. Process server? It's good money, if you don't mind making drunk moms cry. Picture developer. I have a photo album of other people's pictures. Huh. Legal assistant. Well, making copies and scanning things all day is oddly relaxing. Audio transcriptionist. Two bucks an hour. Uh, used paint salesman? Obviously, that's my true calling. Babysitter. Gotta sit on something. House on Haunter. Well, it's not like it is on TV, <clears throat> but it's still pretty good work. People on Haunter. There's more of a need for that than you'd think. Yeah, I know. It's strange how many people could use a good on Haunting. Fast food cook. Well, I called out sick with diarrhea like twice a week. It was a pretty bad job. How about Ghostwriter? Penny a word. Same as Charles Dixon's, but only a hundred years later. Cat sitter. The only job that's better than a vacation. Huh. Alright, well that was pretty fun. I think that's all the jobs. Yeah, I, I think so too. So before you leave, do you want to plug anything? Uh, well, you do a pretty good job of plugging all the stuff. Um, why don't you, you know, I write Jimmy Jam and The Ruiner and The Adventures of T.J. Washington. And now I'm doing this thing on the podcast for Hugo. Um, that's about it. Thanks for having me by. Appreciate the beer. Ah, no problem. I'm glad you can make it. We'll see you around soon. Is your mom making you? Or do you actually want to go to college? If so, you might got to stop in to any one of the 47,018's locations over the next six weeks and talk to our student debt acquisition expert squad. Each squad is professionally trained and double certified to help you get all of the student debt that you are entitled to. This is something that you're going to be living with for the next 20 to 30 years. So don't make the decision about how to go into debt lightly. Make sure you get all the debt you deserve, all the debt you're entitled to, and all the debt you need so you can get a piece of paper that says you can sit still for 8 hours a day. Don't delay. Come on in to one of the 47,018's locations and talk to our student debt acquisition squad today. They will make sure that you will never make enough money to pay off your student debt and that you get all the student debt that you need and that your mom is happy because isn't that what it's about really? Just because you're an adult now doesn't mean you can stop making your mom happy. Eighteens. Told you that was a humdinger of an episode. Whew. I'm going to take a shower. Got to wipe some things off me. I want to thank B.F. Smith for stopping by. Um, thanks for T-Vop Home for sitting down and talking to me about whatever we said. Um, I guess we should thank Hugo. Uh, it was kind of a 
I'm glad he's so into his own podcast that he has to send other people to do it for him. We'll see how that works out. I don't know. Uh, I want to thank um, 18s for sponsoring us. They sent a crate of really cool t-shirts that glow in the dark. Everybody likes them. You should go down. They have um, 47,000 locations, so there's bound to be one near you. Uh, who else was here today? We had all our other sponsors. That was kind of fun. Check them out, if you don't mind. And thanks again for listening. And don't forget to go down to SaturdayEveningGhost.com and check out what's happening there. It's more crazy stuff like this. And if you like this, you'll like that. It's a no-brainer. Also, if you really like what I do, check us out on Patreon. Uh, the link is on our homepage. We'd really appreciate it if you felt like throwing us some money and becoming a Patreon. We can, um, yeah, we can just, we can talk about that later. Uh, I'll see you next time.